0: Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. The Lord is good to us, isn't He? Amen. I, I, I love the words of that song, "Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." It's important uh, to understand that. But how many realize? How many realize that when you trusting in Jesus is not just simply saying, "Okay, I, I trust in Him," but He has a a pattern that he allows to be implemented in our lives that helps us understand who he is and that we can trust in him he doesn't just say okay whoop, here you go and now you automatically trust he puts you in situations that you get to decide am i going to trust in the lord or am i going to trust in myself have you ever been there and have you noticed when the times that you choose to trust in yourself, it never works out. And how many times do we go and do that? And and then when it doesn't work out, we cry and say, God, we're in this, we're in this situation. He picks us up and, and delivers us from the situation. And then in a in a few days or a few weeks, we're right back in the same place where we get to decide again. Because God never overlooks anything in our life. He wants us to trust in him. In fact, trusting in him is is one of the key components. We call it faith, belief, belief in in God that we have not seen, belief in his word that that we know that everything that he says is true. Let me say that again. Everything God says is true. God cannot lie. We talked about that as Christ our, our Savior, then Christ our Sanctifier. And today, those that are of you that are here and those that are online, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about Christ our Healer. Christ our Healer. We're going to be reading out of the book of Acts, chapter 3. And I want to bring out a couple of points. And you say, "Well, can you have a, a large discourse on on Christ, our healer, in 30 minutes?" I would say the answer is no. But if we can at least get on first base, we're going to make some progress. So. We talked about Christ being our Savior, that he is the only one that can save. He is the only one that, that can bring salvation, and we receive that salvation by putting our hope and faith and confidence in him. We talked about Christ, our sanctifier, that he works in our lives to transform us to be more like him. That, that we become more like him. And as we become more like Christ, and as we begin to, to cast off the things of this world and begin to follow Christ, we start thinking differently. We start talking differently. We start acting differently. And our mindset becomes more of, a, of an eternal perspective as opposed to a temporal perspective. And in Acts chapter 3, uh, There is a great story. This is after Christ has died. He's rose again. The church, uh, the birthday of the church, has already been there and it's it's arrived. and And the church is growing leaps and bounds every single day. People of faith are coming, are bringing their friends, and they're going from house to house, and and they're having food and fellowship and faith is increasing and people are being converted to Christianity and it's an amazing time. The air is electric. And here's Peter and John. The Bible says in Acts chapter 3 that they're going to the temple at the hour of prayer, three o'clock in the afternoon. They're going through the the gate and the, and the sun is shining on it and it's beautiful, it's glorious. And, and there was, the scripture says that there was a man that was lame from birth, never able to walk in his entire life. And he was carried and set at the gate every single day. That was his job, that was what he did for a living. He begged and, and asked pe- other people to help him get through each and every day that was his only source of income that's how he survived he was a beggar and the scripture says and it's really interesting the scripture says that he saw peter and john he saw them before they saw him they he saw them and he saw them and he began to ask alms now it's really interesting because it says he saw them but later on Peter says, Look at us. So when he said he saw them, he looked at them and he diverted his eyes and began to say alms. He wasn't staring at them. He looked at them as a mark, he looked at them as a possible solution to today's problems. In his understanding, in his reasoning, in his perspective, in his viewpoint. He wanted Peter and John to help him get through today. And Peter and John look at him, and in verse 6, we have that on the screen. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. In other words, he looked at him and said, man, I have no money. I'm tapped out. You know, I've already spent my stimulus check." We don't have anything. Here's the truth of the matter. We do not possess what the world is asking for because society is looking for the answers in the wrong places. That that lame man wanted Peter and John to help him as he thought he should be helped not knowing that there was a greater help, there was a greater blessing awaiting him. We, as the body of Christ, do not possess all of the answers that that our culture and society are looking for. See, the ills of our culture will not and cannot be relieved by man-made programs, man-made ideas, and man-made systems. We cannot embrace what what the world is trying to achieve on their own now we have the a similar a similar agenda our our agenda is that we want peace we want joy we want happiness we want equality but it will not and cannot come through the mind of man it only comes through the gospel of jesus christ The lame man wanted help for today, but he was still in his condition. He was still struggling to survive. He was looking to Peter and John to help him one more day. But Peter and John had something far greater than than what it was that he was looking for. The church has something far greater than what the world is looking for and asking for. They're asking you to align with them, but there is something greater in you. There is something that is built in you. It's the spirit of the living God. And today, I want to be able to help you comprehend How important, how vital it is for we as the children of God to realize, yes, we need to be able to have discourse with with those in the world, but we need to understand that what is in you is greater than what is in the world, that you have within you the very presence of the living God that can offer healing and blessing to a world that is in desperate need. Look, look at verse 6. Then Peter said, I don't have any money. But then he says the, one of the biggest words in English language. But. That's a, that's a big one, isn't it? It's almost as big as if. But what I do have, I will give you. It's one of the biggest words in the English language. We do have what the hurting world really needs. The same spirit, I want you to understand this, the same spirit that dwelled or lived in Christ lives in every child of God. I don't think you're quite getting it yet. The same spirit that was in Christ, that he stood on the bow of the ship and calmed the storms, lives in you. That same spirit that, went, that was in Christ, that, that, had, that gave him dunamis, power, and he healed the sick. He raised the dead, indwells each and every child of God. I don't think you still get it. Let me put it in different perspective. You're, you're living, we are living beneath our privilege when we don't understand who is inside us. We live with the beggarly elements of the world attached to us, and all along we have the power to within us. It's the spirit of the living God. It's not us, but Christ in us, the hope of glory. Peter said, I, I don't have what you're asking for, but I do have something better, and, and I'm going to give it to you now. And he said, I, I'm going to give you what I have. I have Jesus. I have faith in Christ. We have greater than what the world offers. We have Jesus. Justice, peace, love, joy, acceptance, equality, they're found in a relationship with Christ. You say, well, well, why do we see things that, uh, some of these things that, that, that are in the church that we shouldn't see, like bickering and, and, and fighting or, or a lack of love? I can tell you why. And, and I'm not a, a prophet. I'm not the son of a prophet, but I can tell you why. Scripture says when we have these things, it's because we're thinking about our, our human nature and we're not relying on the Spirit of God in us, we're forgetting. That, that who Christ says we are, that we can walk in love, that we can walk in faith, we can walk in hope, we can walk in grace, we can walk in mercy, we can walk in peace in this life. I'm going to give them what they have. What, what, they said, I'm going to give you what I have. I, we have Jesus. Peter and John didn't have finance. They didn't have that that which... The uh, lame man was looking for but they did have faith in Jesus and they understood the authority they had in Christ their reliance was not on themselves but on Christ does that make sense write this down if you would if you're writing if not just so you have a great memory you cannot give what you do not know you have do you realize that a great portion of Christ's time on earth was dedicated to healing the sick he healed the blind he healed the paralyzed he healed the lame he healed the deaf he healed lepers he had those with fevers many uh, chronic illnesses in fact, there is no record anywhere in Scripture that says that Jesus turned anybody away that was sick. Matthew 9:35 says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Jesus healed everything. Jesus cast out spirits. Jesus raised the dead. And that same power that Jesus used lives in you. Healing did not end with Jesus, Jesus himself said, that healing would continue mark 16 18 says they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well not they might or they could john 14 12 says i tell you the truth anyone who has faith in me will do what i have been doing and he will even do greater things anyone means everyone any one of us anyone who trusts in the Lord? Anyone that is a child of God? It's not limited to a select few. it's anyone and everyone. Jesus is still the healer today. James 5:14 says, "Is anyone among you sick?" He should call for the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Faith, faith in whom? Yourself or in the Lord? And in what the Lord has spoken. Do you realize that, that any time that that divine healing has ever occurred anytime the lord has blessed whether whether it's uh he has blessed in it it through time or he blesses miraculously it's always to glorify the lord it's never to glorify man i always get a little concerned when i see uh, people that proclaim themselves as faith healers Because the the spirit of the Lord within us is the one that does the healing. It's not man. It's not our ability. It's not our intellect. It's not how spiritual we are. It's about the spirit of the living God that, that reaches down and touches and ministers and heals Anytime you see somebody that says that, that they're a faith healer, if they were really a faith healer, then I would say go to the hospital and clear it out. But the, but the gifts of the Spirit are not on demand they are the gifts of the spirit it's the spirit that works through people and it is the spirit that does the healing it is the people of God that are obedient vessels that the spirit can flow through miraculous healing still occur today you say well why don't we see as many I I think the best I've ever heard on that is, is simply this, that in, in our culture, if I have a headache, it's, more, it's just a lot easier just to go and get some Motrin. We have to work through all of our luxuries to, to get to Jesus. Sometimes in, in, in other parts of the world, Jesus is their only luxury. ask you, do you believe that Christ heals? Do you believe that he can use you? The Bible says that Jesus healed in almost every single time before Jesus healed. The Bible has this one phrase. Jesus being moved with compassion. He saw a need, it broke his heart, and he said, I can do something about it, and ministered. Jesus healed because of his compassion, and when he healed, Jesus received the attention. Jesus proved through healings that he could forgive sins. Jesus proved that he was God. Jesus proved that he is the Lord of all life. Jesus demonstrated that salvation starts now. And all of these things were a result of Jesus being moved with compassion. And I wonder sometimes the reason why we don't see as many healings today as we did in the early churches, that they were full of the Holy Spirit. They were living and fully expected. And you say, well, did he work every single time? Paul had a, had a, what he called the thorn in the flesh. Many believe it was his eyesight. And, and he prayed three times that the Lord would heal him. And the Lord said, I am not going to heal you. My grace is sufficient for you. So the, does the Lord heal every single time? The answer is no. But does the Lord heal today? And the answer is Affirmative, Yes, He does heal. Healing is from Jesus, and it's not from our faith, but it's our faith in Him. The power comes from the Lord. The power doesn't come from faith alone. Does that make sense? You can have all the faith you want, but if the Lord is, is not moving... It's, there's an interaction between the Spirit of the Lord and faith. Jesus challenged his people to have faith. In Mark 5 34, he said, Your faith will make you whole. But it's not from within, it's the gift of healing that it is the Spirit within us. Peter looked at the man. I'm going to ask our our praise team to come back. Peter looked at the man before him. Is said, I don't have what you're asking for. I don't have the solutions. I can't, I can't solve your problems the way you want me to solve them. But I, I have something else that will even do better than what you're asking for. He said, in the name or in the authority of Christ, stand up and walk. And he reached down and picked him up. And for the very first time, that man was able to walk. And the scripture says that they, he went into the temple with them, hanging on him, walking and leaping, and, and he was praising the Lord. And, and then the religious leaders uh, questioned Peter and John. And, and after they questioned Peter and John, they, they, they said this about them. Man, they're really intellectual. Man, they were just dressed perfectly they had on the right robe and it was the right length it was perfect they didn't say any of those things they said one thing the Bible says they looked at each other and said they perceived they understood that they had been with Jesus they understood that they had been with Jesus there is no other substitute to developing faith than walking the Christian life I believe in study I believe in reading scripture and I think that's things that you should do every single day but if you're omitting being with Jesus if you're omitting prayer, if you're omitting that time where you set aside everything else and you get on your knees and you acknowledge him as Lord and Savior and you begin to develop a relationship with him and you allow your spiritual inward being to grow and develop and you begin to understand some of the things that are in the spiritual realm more than the things that are in the physical realm, if you're omitting that, you'll never understand or catch what the scripture is saying. About healing. Jesus at the Last Supper, He said, This is the cup of my blood, and this is the, the bread of my body. And he did that to remind the disciples that he was being broken and he was sacrificing himself so that they could have the opportunity not to just live with the elements of this world, the understanding of this world, but they, they could become spiritual people, that they could have their sins removed and washed away, and they could enter into a relationship with God that was on a spiritual plane that is unlimited, that they could not only just stand on the shore and say, that's a deep That's a deep ocean, but they could swim deep into the ocean, and it was unending. When I look at the men and women through history that that have done amazing things uh, for God, or rather that God has done great things through them, it's because they have launched into the spiritual Awakening of their own soul, that they have a relationship with God that surpasses this world, that surpasses the understanding of, uh, of today and of their day. I would like to do two things. I'm going to ask our, our elders to come and if they would serve communion for us. And as as we partake in communion, I I would like for those of you that need healing. After we've gone through and you've taken communion, because communion is about looking and and examining your life and realizing where you are in relationship with God. If you need healing, the Bible says that that you can come before the elders and the prayer of faith will bring healing. I want to invite you after you take communion, if you need healing or if you want to stand in for somebody that needs healing, I want you to just come right up here and we will pray with you and bless you in the name of the Lord. Would you pray with me?